feelings lie to you. You know, if you yeah. go by your feelings, I mean, I always say, you know, you go through the drive through and they give you the wrong order on your hamburger. Your feelings are, oh, it makes you mad. So you, you go burn down the Burger King and then they police ask you, why'd you do that? Because it felt good. Right. You know, it felt good. You know, I, I never felt that. You can we talk about that for a second? Burger King. Yeah, I'm taking extreme, but. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to episode three of the You Ask For It podcast. This is a limited run series podcast we're doing here at Grace Family Church based on our series, You Asked For It, questions that you have, that you have submitted. And today we are here with Pastor Hal Mayer. How you guys doing? Pastor Daryl Black. Hello. And Pastor Craig Altman. Go Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Always going to slide it in there somewhere, <laughs> somehow. And today uh, we are on the heels of a wonderful message by Pastor Daryl this past week on gender identity. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we just wanted to take some of the questions that you guys had. We wanted to elaborate on some of the questions from the message. Mm-hmm. And so I'll pass it straight off to you gentlemen to get started wherever wherever you want to start here. Yeah. It's up to you. Well, I, I would say it was an amazing message to yes. Pastor Daryl. And I hope that you would be open-hearted and listen to it. Yeah. I think the challenge for this kind of message, obviously very sensitive subject, very mm-hmm. personal for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but we want to say from the big get-go, as Daryl said in the message, our framework, our foundation, our, our worldview of this is going to come from the biblical foundations of Scripture because it says, in the beginning, God, and we believe God gives the blueprint yeah. for everything in life, yeah. sexuality, mm-hmm. gender. So as we come from that basis... It does create conflict with those who don't have that same foundational thinking. So we understand the struggle, but at the same time, we believe God's word is that final authority. Yeah. But that's a struggle for people because it yeah. is a very touchy subject. Yeah, the the, the phrase that I used uh, at least a couple times in the message is uncompromising truth and unconditional love. Yeah, And so it's, like you said, we believe in the word of God unashamedly that this is where we stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also have to love people the right way. I think a lot of times when this topic has come up, it has been, uh, especially a lot of the history that I've watched through, during the church is that we we didn't love well. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching, do you all ever remember uh, Donahue? Oh, yeah. Phil Donahue? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So no, yeah, you're going man. back. I'm going back, man. And so I, I, I watched an episode of Donahue where they had this topic was on Donahue. Mm-hmm. And this was what, how 30 years ago, yeah, maybe yeah. something like that. And, and the Christians that were on there were, they were horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were a bad representation of the church and they had right. signs and they were yelling yeah. at people. And I think that became the picture mm-hmm. of this is what believers, Christians believe yeah. because it was promoted so much. And so everybody thought, Oh, if that's what Christians believe about mm-hmm. anything outside of the Bible, they're going to yell at you and scream at, yeah. scream yeah. at you. And some of those street corner preachers became just screamers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, what you said in a message, I loved you said, hey, and we as a church apologize mm-hmm. if that's how we responded. And we say that on this podcast, if there was a response like that, yeah. uh, that's not how we want to respond. Uh, yeah. uh, we want to have unconditional love with the uncompromising truth. So, which is, it, it, it seems like something that's not possible a lot of times today. I, I think there's, and I think that's why it's so tough even to talk about this topic yeah. is 
and we talked about this, uh, the three of us did, is that you, you, it's hard to talk about this topic because there's the idea that if you love me, you affirm me. Mm-hmm. And if you don't affirm me, you hate me. So there's only two extremes. And so it's, it's either you love me or you hate me. And there's no, no place in the middle. And there's no idea of love outside of, uh, I affirm what you're doing in that moment. And it's a, it's a crazy thing to be in because no other relationship has that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like no other relationship has the idea that, well, I've never, I I don't think we've ever had, I've had an argument with my wife and she's like, well, if you don't do this, then you don't love me or you don't agree with me. You don't love me. It's like, no, we are having a disagreement right now. Yeah. That's and we're good. choosing to have the disagreement because we care about each other. Yeah. We're choosing to talk it through. And as you know, in, in, in marriage, a lot of times there's a lot of like, you're going to do that. I don't believe it's the best thing, but I still love you. Right. Yeah. And so we're going to walk through it. But I think that's been one of the biggest problems that's happened is this idea that, well, if you don't affirm me, then you don't love me. And so I, it's, it's also, I mean, it's a dangerous thing across everything. Cause yeah. if we yeah. live our lives only surrounding ourselves with those that affirm us, yeah. We're going to end up in a bad place faster than any other, any other area. And it's, and it shut down the conversation, but I do, I think part of it does come from a little bit of what you talked about too, is the idea of Christians is the guy on the street corner with the the sign saying, God hates these people. And, and therefore it's not possible for you to be cared for or loved by Christians. And it's one of those things too, that even cause you talked about the idea that we speak truth and love. And one of the things that I just wanted to kind of add to it is then, and then we stay. Yeah. yeah. We still yeah. love you through it. We love, we love you. The, despite the fact that we disagree with each other, yeah. like that's okay that we disagree with each other. Mm-hmm. And I am not cutting you off just because you're choosing this lifestyle. I'm choosing to still care for you as much as I can, right? As much as I can speak into your life yeah. because I mean, that's what we're called to do. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, let's get right into some of the questions. One of the yeah. questions was, how do I, my son, my yeah. daughter, my friend, what is my relationship? How do I, you know, how do I, you know, be their friend, but yet still stand for, for truth? And, and that's a great question. Maybe we yeah. give some people some practical tips. We, we get these questions all the time, Daryl. Yeah. Uh, you know, how do we respond? How do we, how should we? walk as Christians through this with people? I mean, I think for me, it is, at least what I've seen, it is, even in my own life, with my own son, my own children, it's, first I gotta tell you, remind you that I love you. It doesn't matter where you are in life, mm-hmm. I love you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what mistakes you might make or what you think and we don't agree with, I love you. At the end of the day, I love yeah. you. Now, I don't agree with you, but how can we wrestle with this together? because I still want you at my house, I still want you at the dinner table, I still wanna hang out with you. And if, we are, if we're not presenting love well, if we're not being, what's the word? It, acceptance is not the word, but assurance, I use that word. I have to assure you, you're welcome in my presence, you're welcome right. in my house, I wanna come to your house, mm-hmm. do your things. I, I got stopped on the pavers twice this weekend. One was about a, a man who was talking about a same-sex uh, marriage with one of his children. Hey, what do I do? Mm-hmm. You love her. That's yeah. what you do. She knows where you stand. Yeah. This this is the truth that I believe. Mm-hmm. You don't believe that truth. I'm not okay with that, but I love you and I do want you to be happy and I do want you to find success in life. Mm-hmm. And I still wanna be a part of your life. I still wanna celebrate you. Right, right. But you know where I stand. Mm-hmm. And so I think as long as we do that as, as friends and as parents, you go, it, that doesn't mean the relationship is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. No. Because there's always that looming overhead. 
And I think it makes it more difficult. It makes it more difficult not because of the tension between you and the person. It makes it more difficult because the tension in society. That's good, right? Of what society wants to make that person believe. Well, it should be this way. Right. It's like, well, no, let my home be my home. Mm-hmm. Let us work out our relationship. And and you shouldn't, the society shouldn't dictate how this love works. Right. You know, can I just say, when we're talking about, those are like older people, maybe relationship, you said something in the message. Parents can't be silent. Yeah. Man, parents, I mean, you, your children are at home. They're getting eight hours of some of this stuff at school. Yeah. And, and you can't say, well, you know, they just need to find their own way. <laughs> As a parent, uh, we have to represent that truth and that love. Yeah. And I can't encourage parents enough. I would do this. I would do this if I was a parent of a teenager. Maybe mm-hmm. that's where I would start this message is go listen to this message together. Yeah. sit down and watch this message and then say, Hey, let's have a discussion about what pastor Daryl said. I think he opens up this so you can have a conversation and more, more conversation. Right. If you don't have conversations right. with your kids, yeah. man, that is your job as a parent is a guide, the guard and a governor. Now, when they right. get to a age of, you know, 18 or they're going to, but man, we have got to, we have to make sure they're hearing the blueprint of what God says, because they're here on the other side all the, all time. the time at the bus stop, mm-hmm. at the sleepover, mm-hmm. at right. school, even in Christian schools, they're yep. hearing yep. it. So, I, and I would even say start earlier than teenager. Just yes, just from the research that I've done. I mean, it's it's starting as young as three and four year years old. Yeah, like it's in it's in cartoons, it's right. in books. Yeah, and so I I think it's good for parents. Hey, whatever your child is, four, five, six years old, start having the conversation. Maybe you're not deep diving, but just to find out, hey, what are you hearing? What's going on? So you can navigate that conversation well, so you can begin to speak truth with them. Yeah. Yeah. We, my, my sister had her, her daughter's in fifth grade, but in fourth grade, she had to have this conversation because she had a kid in her classroom who was said she was transitioning or was transitioning. And so, and I would say this, when you're talking about talking about young and parents, can I just this sounds really awkward. And when I talk about this, people get really awkward. You got to start talking about sex early Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, I mean, I, I know with my parents, I, I did the same thing. We started with my son before he went into first grade. Now it's on their level. Right. Yeah. And, and I, w- one of the things I always hear is, oh, you're taking away their innocence. I'm like, no, 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 no. Having a conversation with your parents about what God has done and the way he's created us does not take away innocence. Innocence is taken away when it's at the bus stop, Yeah. when it's when they see something for the very first time and they don't know what it is. Because mm-hmm. that's the other side. Like, you got to start talking about these things because who knows when a kid's going to walk up with a phone. I mean, the very first time I ever saw any of that was a kid walked up to me with a picture and just showed it in front of my face. And I'm yes. like, oh, that's what it all looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, it, but it's in the same way with kids. Like you don't know when that's going to happen and you've got to open up communication. Yeah. By the time they're teenagers, if we haven't started that communication, they don't feel like we're a safe place for yeah. it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so we've got to start very young and I've got to help him, my sons understand like, Hey, we're always going to be a safe place to talk about this. And yeah. if you hear anything, we want to talk about it. You're not in trouble, hmm. but we just want to make sure we have that conversation. Yeah. And even even beyond, and I don't want parents to feel like, oh man, I got to go have this sex and gender talk with my kids, <laughs> and he's only four years old. Right. Be, even beyond that, just talk about the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if just talk about Scripture in your house. It, it's one thing that I love that in my house growing up, we just talked about the Bible all the time. Mm-hmm. So then, when even when there were topics of sex and gender. Mm-hmm. We had already been having those conversations and didn't know we were having those conversations. Right. So when someone presented something different, it was like, 
Well, no. Well, the Bible says this, and we've already been in this vein of conversation. And, and it, listen, mm-hmm. I've said this before. It's only controversial because we don't talk about it. Yeah, right. right. So if it's a if some if it's something that you, that's regularly a part of what you do in your house, it's no big right. deal. That's when, awesome. And, and you know, there's plenty of resources too. A lot of parents yeah. are intimidated by this, but yeah. there's a lot of resources. You know, how to talk to your kids about mm-hmm. sex. They're out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, get with our pastors on what some of that material might be. Uh, because parents don't sometimes know where to start. And uh, like you yeah. said, you have to start with something heavy, but you make it a routine, make it part right. of your family. Yeah. I think it was Dobson that said, Hey, you got to start around five, six, just start the, the initial and there's books. Like I, yeah. I've, I'm a pastor and I used a book because yes. I'm like, how do I break this down? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and, and here's the truth. He forgot about all of it by the next time we had the conversation. Cause he's like, I don't want to remember that, yeah. <laughs> but we at least had the conversation and started it because I'll say this when uh, teaching in young adults, uh, whenever we, we talk about dating relationships, I'll just say, Hey, how many of your parents actually talk to you right. about sex? And it's like, a percent of the room, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like five yeah. kids, yeah. Uh, young adults raise their hand. And so it's one of those things where they're starting from behind because their entire idea of what sexuality is, has been construed by the media, by social yeah. media, yeah. by TV, all that kind of stuff, not to yeah. mention their dating relationships and all that. But yeah, I think one of the challenges we talked before we got on this podcast is there's, I've seen this happen where parents or people have a view a biblical view of mm-hmm. sexuality but then when it becomes personal mm-hmm. it's their son their daughter their brother who comes out or something at some level right. all of a sudden their emotions get involved and they begin to question what they knew was true right and so we need to be able to help people go i, I know you're feeling the emotional part but you can't back away from what you know is true because mm-hmm. feelings and emotions can really cloud our judgment. Oh yeah. And, uh, so that's just a, a challenging thing for people to, man, don't throw away your faith. You can yeah. still love them, but you don't have to. Now we overcompensate by affirming them and celebrating. Uh, I don't, I don't celebrate something that God doesn't condone. Right. Yeah. And if you want to, you can easily find somebody on YouTube or something like that, that'll agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's very easy nowadays to go, well, that sounds good. So, and that, right. that goes along with what I would like to believe. Yeah. And they say they're a Christian. And so that, that's what I want to do. Yeah, you, you'd be amazed at how much you can find on YouTube or Google. Oh, if yeah. you start with your emotions first, right. I feel this way. Can I find something that supports my feelings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the road that a lot of people end up going down. And so, uh, yeah. Feelings lie to you. You know, if you yeah. go by your feelings, I mean, I always say, you know, you go through the drive through and they give you the wrong order on your hamburger. Your feelings are, oh, it makes you mad. So you, you go burn down the Burger King and then they police ask you, why'd you do that? Because it felt good. Right. You know, it felt good. You know, I, I never felt that. You like, can we talk about that for a second? A <laughs> you know, I'm taking extreme, but, but, uh, but feelings don't justify. Uh, right. Something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Bible is clear. It says that our, our heart is deceitful. Yeah. yeah. Your heart, your feelings aren't trustworthy. Mm. And so you've got to have something much more stable than your feelings. Which we know. Like, Which if we we're know. all just honest with ourselves, we know that. We've yeah. seen this. If you lived any sort of life, you know your feelings lie to you. Mm. And some of the dumbest decisions you've made in life was because you're like, I feel that way. Yeah. But then yeah. somehow we turn it around. We go, well, they feel that way. Yeah. I think on the, you know, on the national scene, the subject, it gets so political. Yeah. 
uh, again, the, the reason it's a debate is they don't have that biblical framework. I mean, yeah. why are we arguing about a transgender man who wants to play women's sports? I, I, yeah. it's, that's, that we're even arguing about it shows you the challenge that we face, yeah. you know, in this thing. Uh, it's just, that's a, that's, that's, that's a tough one. And I would say, I think even part of the issue, Pastor Joe brought it up this week, is we have these defined gender roles that are not in the Bible. Yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. uh, you, you talked about it. I mean, you, you, talk, you had that, um, the one story of watching uh, Cheers. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid watching Cheers, if, if you all know what Cheers is, uh, Norm... On, it's on, like the office for younger okay. people. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> go check it out. Yeah, it's if on you don't know what Cheers somewhere. is, I mean, let your next YouTube search after this podcast be best of Cheers. I mean, you need to for sure. Cheers was hilarious, and and the whole the whole setting of it is in a bar, and so Norm, one of the lovable characters on the show, was actually an interior designer. Now they didn't say it like that back then, but he mm-hmm. they said he was a painter. And so the owner of the bar one day has some real snooty friends who need their house painted. And so Norm is a guy's guy. Mm-hmm. He's got a big belly, drinks beer. He's a regular guy. So he comes over with his book to say, hey, these are the colors I want to paint in your house. Well, these people are really snooty. And so he leaves. He really needs the money. They get back to the bar and he asks the lady, hey, did I get the job? And she says, no, they were looking for somebody with a little more you know, just a little more. Mm. And he was like, you know, what do you mean by a little more? I I need this money. I need to get this job. No, they were looking for somebody, you know, with a little more. Little, and because back then, no one was saying right, anything. Right, right, right. So eventually he got it. And he says, well, can I go back again for another interview? So he shows up to the house this time. He has a jacket on and a scarf yeah. around his neck. <laughs> a little and more flair. A little more flair. Yeah. And talking to the same couple, and he says, "Hey, I'm going to." And he changed. It went from it being tan to now being taupe, mm-hmm. <laughs> from white to eggshell. Right, like same book, same colors. Yeah. And and the couple was like, "Oh my God, we love this guy. Where, where was he last time? I think I have a friend I can each introduce him to, and all that stuff." And it was the first time as a kid that I was like, "Wow!" So you've put this idea that if a man is to do any kind of interior design, then he has to be feminine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from then on out, every male that I saw on TV that did interior design was effeminate. Yeah. And so, uh, and if I didn't have a father who was dogmatic, I would have thought, well then maybe I'm effeminate too, right. because I like interior design yeah. and I like fashion. I like the scarf he had on. I thought he was rocking it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. So so I can't like fashion. I can't like this. And so sometimes society will put you in a box and say, man, if you like this stuff, then you have to be this way. Or you must be this way. Right. Yeah. And it's such a lie. It's such a lie. I mean, I I sang and danced on Broadway and Mm -hmm. I would have people go, well, you must be this. No, I just like singing and dancing. Right. I'm, I'm not that. This is I know who I am. God has identified me, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And so uh, if you let society give you an identity, you'll be screwed up. Yeah, man. And yeah. so you've got to find your identity in yeah. the Bible. Well, and that's why I think it, it is. I think the enemy is against 
uh, us finding our identity in God. I yeah. think that's what we don't realize is that that's the real fight. Yeah. Cause if we lose our identity in God, then it becomes about anything else but God. And then we also end up making that our God Yeah. because <laughs> that's where I find my identity in it. And I think we, we don't see how important that is. Like so many, so many verses in the Bible, so many times God's like, no, no, I define who you are. Yeah. I'm the one. And you said it, you know, we've got to go back to the creator, yeah. not your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. she didn't, it, it, you know, it, we have to go back to the creator cause he's the one that designed us. Mm-hmm. He's the one that can tell us what we were meant for. Yeah. And that's such a huge, there, there was a debate. Uh, this guy was debating and he's, he's asking this guy who's a uh, transitioning and he says, so who gave you identity? And the guy says, well, my friends did. And so he says, well, if your friends told you that you weren't what you think you are, would you agree with them? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, well, of course not. He says, well, then who gives you your identity then? Mm-hmm. If, if, it's as, if it's as arbitrary as, well, my friends affirmed it, mm-hmm. then if they change their mind, would you change your mind also? Mm-hmm. He said, well, I, I'm, well, I'm not sure. Well, then I would I, then I would just go to people I love even closer. Also, oh, so now it's well, then if they change their mind, would you then change your mind? Well, well, then I would look somewhere else. So you wouldn't even agree with the people that you said was the reason that you changed your mind in the first place. Right. So it's all this. It's about me. It's it's you're you making yourself your own idol. Yeah. 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 yeah I think that. Uh, the foundation part's so important. We can yeah. talk about this, but the reason you were able to resist those stereotypes is because you knew your foundation yeah. was in God. I think there's a verse in Proverbs that says, the fear of man is a snare. Yeah. And when we're so afraid of what people think and we accept people's opinion more than God's, we get ourselves in some very uh, challenging situations. And again, the foundation of truth helps us resist the lies. And so yeah. I would say to moms dads parents kids man take some time to get that foundation of god's divine design yeah as pastor daryl said for your life it doesn't mean you're not kind of resist certain mm-hmm. feelings i think yeah. we all have to resist certain uh, suppress certain things that we know are not lining mm-hmm. up with god's word but instead of suppressing things now we well it must be who i am and i celebrate it yeah right? and that's that's really well, it's you know, we talk just because the desire there doesn't mean the desire is good. Yeah, yeah. And we've had this. Uh, oh, well, if I desire it, it must be. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people that desire things that we're like, no, that's sure. not a, you can't go down that road. Right. Because yeah. there's times where I desire things that will absolutely wreck my life. Absolutely. Yeah. Like when you're married. Yeah. Like yeah. oh, people are like oh, when you get married, then you don't have eyes for anybody else. That's not true. <laughs> yep. I yeah. got eyes. Women don't disappear. <laughs> right. They they don't. But I'm choosing like right. that's a bad yeah. idea, you have to, even yeah. though I desi- I'm, I'm deciding not to do that because yeah. I love my wife and I realize this is what's best and this is what's God's best for my life. Mm-hmm. And so like just because there is a desire there or I think those things doesn't mean that it's I, I should pursue it or even go after it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. you want to burn down the Burger King. Yeah. 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 Doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you burn you, down. You gotta, the <laughs> we got to tell the people <laughs> right down the street like to just yeah, watch hey, out. Listen, they get Pastor when Craig you see right Pastor out. Craig come through, check well, that order twice. Yeah. You know, I mean, the bottom line is God wants to maximize who we are yeah. for his glory. Yeah. And uh, he's not trying to hold back anything. He actually wants to maximize your gifting, your right. talent. If you're a man and you love art and artistry and and, yeah. and, and you should be able to fully express that, right. yeah. express that as a man. If you're a woman and you're really good at sports, but all of a sudden yeah. now they have to be right. something else. Yeah. No, no, you're just 
maximize who you are and, and give glory to God for it. Right. One question I just wanted to make sure that we brought up, because I know you had, you got it, and it, people tend to, it, it's, it's one of those questions that people are arguing from the edges, is what about people that are born intersex? Yeah, I mean, uh, th- there's kind of two ways to answer that question. One, it's interesting that uh, the intersex are never having that argument. Right. That That's in, in all of the, and I've probably researched about 60 years, uh, they're never in the argument because uh, the, the percentage of people who are intersex is 0.00003%. So it, that it's very, very small. Mm-hmm. And 99% of those people, uh, their, their chromosomes lean one way. Mm-hmm. So while they may have a deformity of having both a genitalia, it's not like fully grown. So it leans one way. And 99% of them have corrective surgery so that they're, it leans toward the gender that they are. Right. So it's not like they're going, well, I'm, I'm in the wrong body. They don't even believe that. They mm-hmm. sense that, yes, it's, it's one side. And so that's the side that we're going to lean on. Uh, and so that, that argument is kind of hard to have. But I would even I would say this, even if you have someone that that is intersex, give them to Jesus. Let Jesus sort all that out. Like we're not good at sorting out a whole lot of stuff. And so introduce them to Jesus and still have that conversation. If you don't know what you are, God does. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and then allow the Holy Spirit to have that transformation in their life. Yeah. Uh, But as long as it's as long as God remains the identity then we have nothing to worry about from the rest of that. Uh, so, yeah. And, and there's a, I'm telling you, there's tons and tons of research out there. So I encourage anybody, yeah, go yeah. check it out. Go read it. Um, I'm not making this stuff up. Right. You can go read it. You can find it out yourself. And, um, yeah. yeah. I, I knew you had done a lot of research because you said so this weekend from stage. But when you pulled out Phil Donahue at the top of this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> then I knew. Didn't realize you, how far I didn't realize back. how far you had gone. I mean, that's. That's, that's commitment, bro. It's it's it, you. I ended up in this whole rabbit hole of because it one thing will lead you to another mm-hmm. thing and to oh, yeah. another thing, and you're like, this is happening, and then that happened. I didn't even know, and there there were things that were recorded in the '60s. Yeah, it's like I didn't know that they were having this conversation in the '60s, and not and yeah. not a lot, but still, you go, wow, this is this isn't a new, this isn't a modern topic. It's been around for a long time. And we know it's not modern. It's in the Bible. Right. All the way in the Old Testament, we see that it's clearly in the Bible. When when they're writing the laws in, in Leviticus 19, God is very clear. He says, I don't even want men dressing like women or women dressing like men. I, I want there to be a cl- clear distinction in how you look and how you identify. Yeah. So this is not a new concept. It's, it's always been around. So God has always known that we were going to have identity issues. But uh, it's interesting to, to go back and watch it on film. You know, I think that the Big C Church can't be afraid of right. this subject. Yeah. And, and, that, and, and the way you shared it, I think it was great. But also, we as believers, you know, we, we have to, like you said, we have to be able to be uncompromisingly to speak the truth. Yeah. Uh, but unconditional love but but there needs to be more boldness and courage i think to say hey you may disagree with me but i love you but this is where i stand Mm -hmm. you know and i think there's been such a backing away because we want everyone to like us and jesus said that 
if you follow me, you're going to be persecuted. Yep. And I'm sure there'll be some negativity from something we've even shared this mm -hmm. weekend or this podcast. But people are misunderstanding that real love, if you really love someone, the Bible yep. says you're going to speak truth to them. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy's sitting in the middle of the road. If you love them, you're going to say, hey, get out of the road. The truck's going to hit you. Right. Yeah. And that's love. Love is moving with compassion. Happy. Yeah, he's yeah. happy to mow the road. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter in that moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. So, even you Jesus know. says he didn't come to bring peace. Yeah. yeah. He came to bring a sword. So Sometimes it does. It, it's he it, there no gray area. It's black and white. Either you're yeah. here or there. And Jesus said, That's what I came to represent. Right. Um, people don't like the the one verse where it talks about I'm gonna turn fathers against sons and daughters. Yeah. Yeah, like we always leave that one out. I'm like, no, 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 guys, let's look at this verse. Like <laughs> yeah. Jesus, no, because oh, Jesus was just kind, loving person with flowy hair that he didn't have, mm -hmm. and 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 they forget the <laughs> the fact that no, 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 Jesus was like, yo, if you follow me, it is, it, yeah. it may hurt your family, yeah, but I'm your family. Like he goes, I've given you a new family. Mm -hmm. Like this is purposeful. Like the church yeah. is your new family. Yeah. If this happens, this is what this is where you're at. I think what you said too, that you can't erase, you can't get a pencil and erase a part that you don't like in the Bible. Yeah, uh, It addresses all the cultural issues today. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we have to, again, go back, do we believe man's word mm -hmm. or do we believe God's word? It, it comes yeah. down to that at the end. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard to sometimes to believe God's word. Yeah. You know, he says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And the things I don't understand, that gap of mm -hmm. I don't understand, I hate to say it, but that's where we got to have faith that God's a good God yeah. and he's a just God and his ways are perfect. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll just include this. If people say, well, this is something new that hasn't happened. I'm like, well, you apparently, and it's kind of funny because this is like a TikTok trend. You apparently haven't read about the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. um, there's something lately that says all men think about the Roman Empire a couple <laughs> yeah. times a week. And uh, But if you read about the Roman Empire, these things were prevalent. Yeah. yeah. So it, like, it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't prevalent in Jewish culture. But in the entire culture around Jesus, it yeah. was absolutely prevalent. Mm -hmm. Like these things were happening on a regular basis. So this is not the first time in history that we've seen these types right. of things. Yeah. Like, and it's not like Jesus was in a time where this wasn't happening. It was. Yeah. It absolutely was. Yeah. Well, I know we're coming to the end of our time. I got, I got just one last thing. And of course. I do. I, uh, I have a petition here. Oh, man. He um, pulled it out of his pocket. Right. That uh, only Craig and I have signed so far. It's oh. official. But um, it is so that Daryl can only either sing or teach. On a oh. weekend, hey, yeah, he, has, he has to choose. Right, yeah, he can't he do both. He can't do both because hey. he just makes us. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna use a church. Where I rebuke bad. that, yeah. okay? Because <laughs> listen, Daryl, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. This weekend was awesome, okay? Oh, and you sing, you preach, yeah. you do whatever. Because I like I, we couldn't attend this weekend. I was telling Pastor Craig this yesterday. Yeah. We couldn't mm -hmm. attend this weekend because uh, Nora was sick, and that's my daughter. Uh, and I told the internet my daughter's name. That's weird. Uh, but I, um, but I, uh, but we were watching online, and I was like, you know, worship is one of those things that usually doesn't translate through the TV, mm -hmm. right? Uh, man, the end of this week's service. Oh yeah, it 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 was just. Wow. It was powerful, man. So, so yeah. thank you for that. Anyway, I was, we, we I was in it at the same time. I'm going. This is not fair. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm I understand. I understand your. And your there's gripe. people crying in the lot. I'm like, oh, they yeah, don't wow. even normally pay attention to my message. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. this for those of you who can't. This is a Windows print <laughs> test page. Yeah, this is not an actual. <laughs> this is not an actual petition. What is that? A test page? I just yes. found it on the printer and I brought it in. <laughs> The only people on the petition is is him. That's and right. Craig. Yeah, that's right. Me and Craig. Hey, two signatures enough. Lock I, it in. But how I think we should try it one week. One, we'll yeah, finish I, a message and we'll sing. Hey, we should do it. And uh, we'll call. <laughs> you know what? For me, we'll call it deliverance from there. People, you talking about an exodus? We will see an exodus out out of the sanctuary. People leaving quick. 
Yeah. You know what? You can try. That is one thing yeah. you, you, yeah, you we can, can try. certainly try. Craig is really good at swinging the bat. I feel I like am. you should swing. I, yeah. yeah. Swing the back. Just, I, just I think that will clear people out faster than saying, hey, the campus pastor is about to come up and close the surface. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for someone to watch this podcast or listen to it and reach out to you to do voiceover work. When we started this, he's like, hey, I've, I've got a nice radio voice. You do. You could do voiceovers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, Cadillac, anything like that. We'll you know, that, that could be your, that could be your, your next Just thing. not Burger King. Not Burger King. Burger King will not. Okay, that was a bad analogy. <laughs> no. Okay, we'll edit that out. I'm sure. No, we no, will not. No, it's perfect. <laughs> no, it was perfect. It was awesome because you know, like you said last week, we only laughing because we feel that way. It's yep. true. Well, guys, that's it. Listen, thank you so much. This was a incredible conversation. I think it was is. It, I didn't speak a lot, uh, and that is great, right, for this podcast because it was just awesome to listen to you guys. I could sit here and listen to you talk about this forever. I think uh, approached it with compassion, boldness, all of that wrapped into one. So, thank you guys for taking time to sit down and we have one more of these podcasts that we're doing next week yeah. uh, we've gotten a lot of feedback that people might want to carry this on to our other messages yeah. that is yet to be seen we'll see so uh yeah. you know let us know in the comments right. below that always feels weird to say if you want to uh see this continue but thank you guys so much we'll see you guys next week pastor craig's up this weekend yeah and we'll be right back here next week for you asked for it see all you right then.